Hello folks and welcome to the Elephant Feast where we are looking at the complexities of life, faith and relationships one bite at a time. I'm your host Jordan Johnson and you've been invited to the table so pull up a seat and let's dig in. Well everyone I hope you had a great holiday season. It's over, it's done with, we can put it away and we can take a rest and a break and prepare and prepare for next year. I will be honest, as soon as we got home from our Christmas vacation, the tree went down immediately and was out by the side of the road. I don't know if you guys are also like that. It's okay if you want to keep the tree up for a long time, but the longer it's in there, the bigger mess it's going to make. So why not just get rid of it really quickly? Okay, but that's enough about that. Um, we are starting season two. Back in season one, we did is we took Freytag's Pyramid, a story arc, and we used that to examine the Bible through the lens of a story arc to see what we can see. And it was a really fun series to do. I really enjoy that kind of thing. But it's important to set that up for everything else we do here at the Elephant Feast because what we're focusing on is helping people tell better stories about their own lives. We want to build awareness and give tools for people to express what's going on within their own interior world to better share information for everyone else. And in that, that is a huge way that we can help take small bites out of the big ideas of life, faith, and relationships. So what we're gonna be doing for season two is we are actually gonna be going into different stories. Uh, and so what I wanna do is I wanna share stories from my own life, I wanna share observations I've kinda of had experience in and other people, um, but also I want to invite you if you have a story to share, reach out and contact me. I'll get you contact information at the end of the episode. But I would love, 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 love to have other people share stories about how they have taken small bites of the big ideas of life, faith, and relationships. But with all that being said, let's look at a story I want to tell you today called The Tree, The Jackhammer, and the deconstruction I never asked for. Now, I grew up in a small town in northeast Texas, and there, there were no sidewalks. You were going down dirt roads, oil roads, service highways, interstates, um, and there just was not any sidewalks anywhere. Uh, if you were lucky, you had a sidewalk going from the street to your house. Um, but, you know, besides that, and there were some sidewalks around big buildings and stuff like that. But, you know, it was a city designed to be driven around in, not to walk around. And so when I moved up to Cleveland, Ohio a few years ago, I was excited because one of the things about Ohio is there's sidewalks everywhere. And, and it turns out that's one of the perks of moving up there because I'm like, ooh, we can walk places and not be in the road at the same time, but walking right next to the road, which seemed really cool. I, I you know, it's the small things in life that we find enjoyment in. But, you know, that's what it was like. And so, you know, being up in Cleveland, been walking a lot of sidewalks, um, and you kind of notice things. One, sidewalks are always leading you to somewhere else. There's rarely a random sidewalk that is placed on there. And 
sidewalks themselves, they are a transportation device. You can go all the way back into antiquity when, when people would build a road, that was the preferred path to walk on. It was direct, it was efficient, it was level for the most part compared to open land, and you knew you could reliably walk on it to get to somewhere to get to where you're going. So the same thing with the sidewalks today. You put a sidewalk out there, especially if you go like to a college campus or something like that, nine times out of 10, people will always follow the sidewalks. Why? It's just easier. And you get the lone maverick out there kind of cutting across because they're late for class and stuff like that. You know, that's always an option. But for the most part, sidewalks are the most efficient forms of travel for pedestrians. And that concept is really similar to how our brains function. As you develop and as your brain begins to make more connections up it there, it begins to form sidewalks in your own mind. I believe the technical term is myelinated uh, pathways because it's a protein called myelin that wraps itself around neural pathways that are the most often used, uh, myelinated pathways. And it's the same concept. It's essentially a sidewalk within the open field of neurons within your brain. And as you grow, these sidewalks become reliable devices of transportation for your mental and cognitive processes. And this applies to everything from how you get to school, through your daily routine, and even how you organize your faith tradition in what you have grown up with. This is what we know about God, and this is what you're going to understand about God and as that path develops, that's what you always will plug into your mind whenever the subject of God comes up. It's a reliable sidewalk within your mind. But what happens when a sidewalk becomes damaged? A sidewalk is built with the idea of longevity. Um, it is something that is not designed to break is not designed to be easily moved. Permanence is the idea whenever you build a sidewalk. But we all know it's actually quite easy to destroy a sidewalk. We have tools for that. We have jackhammers, an engineered precision piece of heavy machinery that can lay waste to a sidewalk. Think about physics. An object in motion tends to stay in motion unless acted on by an outside force. Okay. A, a sidewalk that you walk on will always be a sidewalk that you walk on until an outside force destroys that sidewalk and leaves it unpassable. And this can happen with all kinds of things. If you lose your job, that sidewalk, gone, is destroyed, right? You get in a car wreck, the loss of a loved one. All these things are outside forces coming in and destroying the sidewalk that you have used to walk in order to function with your life. And it's terrifying. You know, the brain is a device of efficiency. It's trying to be as efficient as possible because it's trying to conserve energy because it's trying to take care of you. And when a sidewalk gets destroyed in the brain, your brain is in distress because it relied on that sidewalk for energy conservation. It also relied upon that sidewalk for a sense of safety, a sense of identity, and then it's gone, 
now things are not so well. And the idea behind the jackhammer is that when its work is done, you have nothing left. You have broken rocks, you have muddy ground, and then the sidewalk that was once reliable now becomes dangerous and hazardous to walk upon. So what do you do next? Well, of course, we are able to rebuild sidewalks, which is often what happens when, when humanity comes in and destroys the sidewalk we walk upon. It's really easy to just rebuild it. Perhaps you can even strengthen it, make it stronger, put some extra rebar in there so that the ability for the jackhammer to once again threaten the sidewalk of your faith. Now you have a fighting chance of getting through without being broken up. You know, but what about the tree? The tree is different. The tree is like a jackhammer. It is something from the outside, but a tree is an ever present force by the sidewalk. See a jackhammer, it can show up and it can do its work and be gone in like a half a day, something like that. Where a tree, it's there for years. It's there. And as the tree gets stronger and grows and flourishes, the roots extend out and the roots get bigger. And then you don't notice it at first, but after a while, the trees begin to move the sidewalk. And I know you guys have all seen this. You've been walking on a sidewalk that has been severely altered by a tree. Either they kind of got this wavy, pattern going on or it's gotten to such a sense that the entire sidewalk is now just cracked and broken and it seems like a jackhammer has been here but it's not because it was the tree all along and the sidewalk then becomes unusable but not because something violently broke it up but because something else's maturity and flourishing grew enough that the sidewalk you've always walked upon is not the same. And this is where we're going to talk about the deconstruction that nobody asks for. I am convinced that no one has ever gone on deconstruction as a willing choice. Because of how I understand the brain, the whole sidewalk thing I write down there, doing a deconstruction thing because you feel like it or because you think it's sexy or something like that, that just seems really unreasonable and very condescending to humans. Those sidewalks are, that that is an act of security. And to willingly violate your own security because you're bored, that, that just doesn't sound what humans do. But if something from the outside comes in and disrupts the sidewalk that you've always trusted in and leaves it looking different or unwalkable anymore, that makes more sense. I have been on a deconstruction process for a number of years. And, you know, putting my cards on the table, I still consider myself a Christian. I still am committed to the faith. I still am uh, engaged in the evangelical, non-denominational church, even though the sidewalk that I have always walked upon is now very much different than when I was younger. And in some ways, it's a good thing. Change and maturity are synonymous. You, you cannot 
mature in your faith, and not change. Deconstruction can be caused because a jackhammer has come through and it just absolutely destroyed the sidewalk of your life. Some major thing happened. But deconstruction can also happen because the flourishing and growth of a tree next to that sidewalk has become so overwhelming and so irresistible that the sidewalk has to change. Or you destroy the sidewalk, cut the roots, get rid of the tree, rebuild the sidewalk. Many of you out there have gone through a deconstruction process because a jackhammer has just laid waste to the sidewalk of your faith. And many of you are out there are deconstructing because the tree is being healthy and growing and will not accommodate that particular sidewalk that has been so useful to you, but it is slowly, gently, yet irresistibly forcing you to say, you need something else to walk upon now. Now here's the deal. What's the tree? Is the tree the Holy Spirit? Ooh, I don't know. Maybe. Is the tree the word of God? Possibly. Is the tree a longtime mentor who's been very formational in your life? Could be. Is the tree a therapist or a counselor who you sat down with and says, I believe you, and by the way, that's not how things should be. And all of a sudden, you feel the sudden sense and rush of validation. It could be. The tree is present, and the tree I'm not going to name, because for every person, that's a different tree. The jackhammer is almost always tragedy, though. The jackhammer is almost always oppressive force. The jackhammer is almost always cruelty and waste. But even in the presence of the jackhammer, the tree will still be there. You can come and you can rip it up, but the roots are persistent. The roots are subversive. The roots will always be there. There's always hope for that. So that's the tree, the jackhammer, and the deconstruction nobody asked for. But before we go, let's go look at books on my shelf. So today, um, what I want to do is for each of our episodes, I kind of want to share a book that I like that's on my shelf that's been helpful for me. And if we can do it well, we're going to have it going along in theme of what we talked about. So having talked about deconstruction and the changing of the sidewalks, I want to recommend to you guys A Flexible Faith by Bonnie Christian. I am not receiving money for this. These are books that I love and would recommend to anyone regardless of monetary gain. Bonnie Christian has done an amazing thing. She is a writer. She has a lot of articles and pieces out there, but she's got a couple of books out there as well. Um, this is one of my favorites of hers, A Flexible Faith, Rethinking What It Means to Follow Jesus Today. So essentially the idea is she has compiled the different positions and viewpoints and historical necessities about all people within Orthodox Christianity, okay? Um, and so what this book is good for is this is good for, for expanding your vision to the wider world of the kingdom of heaven. Um, this is a great 
book if you are confused or you're not satisfied with the sidewalk that you're walking on, but also you know you need to be committed to Christianity. She's just talking about people who love Jesus and express it differently around the world. And so what's also really cool is that within each chapter, she has a short little interview about a different expression of Christianity just to kind of get them a snapshot. Um, once again, this is a book of generous and gracious information. This is She's not making an argument. She's not making a case. What she is simply saying is that if you feel like you have only been given one option for what true Christianity looks like, then you haven't received enough information and there's more information out there. Um, so that's A Flexible Faith by Bonnie Christian. As for me, uh, as a youth leader, I have given this book out to graduating seniors as they prepare to look for new churches in the new environment, um, but just to kind of help them understand what they can be looking for and, and some of the healthy things about that. So I think it's a great book. It's from my shelf, so check it out. Um, but with that being said, this is the end of the Elephant Feast for today. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm so glad that you've come along. Um, and by the way, going back to that feedback, um, thank you for the feedback I received so far. It's really helpful as I want to make this a well-run thing. Uh, but also feel free to reach out and start a conversation with me about your own story of how maybe you've had to change the sidewalk or anything else that you would like to share to the world that can help people take small bites out of the big ideas of life, faith, and relationships. You can find me on Instagram at the Jord. You can send an email to the elephantfeast at gmail.com. And I have just opened up a Discord server at the Elephant Feast. And but by the way, I'm still new at Discord, so I'm trying to figure that out. But if you want to join me up there and help me, I'd be very grateful. So I'm Jordan Johnson. You've been at the Elephant Feast, and I'll see you next episode. Peace. <laughs>